Welcome to episode 5 of AOCast, a monthly podcast about mental health, live streaming, and how it all intertwines. On this episode, we dive into the world of cyberbullying, a topic that far too many people deal with, no matter your age. If you have any questions or want to continue the conversation, I stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8pm Eastern over at twitch.tv slash agentorange, link in the description below. Now, on to the conversation. Welcome, 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 welcome. Um... So tonight we're going to talk about cyberbullying. I feel like this this conversation is probably going to be something that we... I would like to rely a lot on you guys, the chat, to bring pieces of the conversation in. Um, whenever we have Stacy and I here and it's just us, uh, then I'd like to be able to incorporate you guys a little bit more into the conversation. Uh, if we have a an overall guest or something then usually the the conversation dips into them a little bit more so feel free to to throw any thoughts or anything you have warrior will will do her best to toss anything over to me any questions or anything that might come up that we may have missed this is episode five so welcome everybody seriously five months. yeah seriously been five months that we've been doing this it's Thank weird. you everyone for joining us month after month. Yeah, it's been it's really weird having this going for five months already. I, I still remember Stacey, I remember minding your conversation before we even started doing this. We I remember like, it too. Yeah, we were like, what are we doing? Why why are we doing what are we doing? Well, it was great because Randy called me up. Agent Orange called me up and um he's like, Hey, I got this this idea. And I'm like, man, my plate's pretty full, you know. What, what is it? And he pitched it to me and I was like, kind of different. I like, and I like things that are different. Um, and uh, it took us what, maybe a month, month or two, I think to make it happen, maybe six yeah. weeks or so to make it happen. And um, which for me to be able to have truly a, a consistent opening in my schedule is unheard of. Uh, anyone who's tried to make plans with me knows uh, I'm difficult to kind of pin down. And um, I think it was all just meant to be. So I'm exceptionally thankful for you guys, you know, chat showing up month after month. Um, it, it helps, I don't know, just it keeps the momentum to the motivation, right? It's good stuff. Yep. This, uh, this podcast is sponsored by you, the community. All right, so let's, let's go ahead and jump into the, the topic. Um, Again, I want to please feel free to to throw out any of your any um, comments you have, any responses, any questions, anything like that. Uh, we're going to go through three major areas. We're going to talk about what is cyberbullying, what cyberbullying is not, and then kind of what you can do if you're dealing with cyberbullying. Kind of what are what are some some I don't want to say tricks, but what are some things that you can do to kind of combat that. Um, yeah, so uh, let's kind of go into, it started off by saying, you know, what is cyberbullying? Um, as a quick definition, it's really the idea of belittling somebody or attacking somebody with the intent to harm them. Whether you, 
I think my big thing when it comes to cyberbullying isn't necessarily the person's intent, even though it is an intent to harm them. It's not necessarily that they realize they're intending to harm them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's, you know, a great example um, of of cyberbullying could be somebody's got great intentions, but all of a sudden they start picking at somebody, Mm. right? They just start saying some stuff that could upset another person and they just don't stop. Um, and, and the re- you know, it's bullying no matter what platform you're on, but we're talking about, you know, cyber world. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's, there's an intention at some point, you know, it, it switches from just being harmless to harmful. Um, you know, and, and I think that, Randy, I love that you started out, you know, making sure that chat stayed safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, and I'm a real big um advocate for that and i also i watch chat now i learned how to use my screens guys (laughs) i got three things going on on here um and anyway and i will i you know i'm not a moderator but i'm watching it and if there's something on there that i don't think is safe i'm going to reach out and say hey you know i'm i don't feel that safe um you know i've led a lot of groups um, where, you know, some of the rules are what's said here stays here and what's said here is honest and kind. And if you find it necessary to confront someone, you know, there, there needs to be good intention behind it. But I think in, in this setting, we don't have anything like that. There's no reason for confrontation necessarily. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, this is a, a safe space for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and, and it is imperative um, from my viewpoint, that it stays that way. Um, but yeah, I want I want you guys in in chat to to definitely chime in on this topic. And I know we've got some comments coming in um, that people have had people that have dealt with it. You know, I'm I'm curious, what have you experienced? What has somebody in your family experienced? Um, you know, how was it resolved? How wasn't it resolved? Um, because again, the objective of this talk is to not just talk about it, but to help provide solutions uh, as well. Yep. So. And just just know for anybody who is listening, um, this conversation will it will go into regular, I guess you could say regular bullying, like in person bullying and cyberbullying, which Stacey and I kind of talked about this before, where it's the same thing, it's just a different medium. So if you hear us talk about you know somebody bullying at school. It's the same concept. So one one of the right. things that Stacy, one of the things that you and I talked about in our prep was the idea of somebody like bullying. For me, I was heavily, very heavily bullied when I was uh, in school, and I'm as bad as it was. I feel like I'm actually lucky in the fact that it didn't happen this day and age. Because not only yeah. would it, because I was able to escape it, I was able to get away from it and go, you know, deal with it at school, deal with the harassment at school, deal with the being beat up, all of that in school. And then once I came home, the only thing I had to deal with was maybe that harassing phone call every once in a while that, because I had one person that would try to bully me. And, well, a couple people, but one major person that would try to bully me. And he would, he would call my house at two o'clock in the morning. My parents can attest to this. 
he would call my house at two o'clock in the morning just to harass myself and my family. And wow. And so it's it's even worse now because a kid, I feel like kids these days can't get away from it. They they not only are they being dealing with it in person, but now they're going home and they're going on TikTok or Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, whatever. And they're being harassed by those same people online. And then if you're if you're somebody who streams, now you're dealing with the potential trolls in that chat. So you can't get away from it. You can't just escape and just move on. Absolutely. And and Randy, I you again, you and I, you know, we've shared stories about our bullying. I too bullied. Um starting in sixth grade up probably through junior high, high school, I started getting left alone. Um, mm-hmm. But those, you know, sixth grade to eighth grade, those are some pretty pivotal years, right? And and agreed <clears throat> when back in back in my day, uh, you know, back in the eighties, I'll say it, back in the eighties, um, you know, you're upset, right? You go to school, you might get a crank call, right? Um, but that was that. Once you're in your house, I mean, maybe if you go up to the school, the playground, you're walking, whatever. Um, or, or whatnot, but yeah, nothing like it is today. It is yeah. a whole, and, and it is a whole new world. And, and the fact that some people can be bullied to the, the extent of considering suicide. Yep. Um, and some most unfortunately following through with that, um, it blows my mind, um, how that can happen why it happens um it's it's nuts and i see chat blowing up and i love this oh yeah for sure i gotta catch up a little and one of one of the things that that i think is is important to understand too is if a if a person is bullying you in person it's impossible or nearly impossible for them to hide they have nothing to hide behind they, you know who they are, you know what they're doing, you know when they're coming. In, with cyberbullying, it's very easy just to hide behind a screen. You can create another user account. If you block one user account, you can create another one. If you block that one, you can create another one. And it, it, it can be this continuous cycle. You know, look at, you know, the, one of the reasons that we wanted to have Win on here tonight, unfortunately he wasn't able to make it, was because when I first met him, we talked about this in... Um, a couple podcasts ago where I met him in a time where he was being cyberbullied. He had somebody who was, who was coming into other people's channels, trying to create problems for him, which in, in the end ended up helping him out because he helped build this, you know, great community around him and, and people who understood, but it was still the fact that somebody was coming in and trying to belittle him and attack his name. You know, somebody as great as him, somebody was trying to attack his name because they didn't like something that he did. So they spent time bullying him. I mean, a good, quite a few hours literally going into big streamers and spamming things, going to Discord, spamming things, and just causing a bunch of problems for him. Absolutely. And I wonder sometimes, and I guess maybe because I'm not a bully, I'm a nice person. Uh, I get uncomfortable if somebody doesn't like me. I'm like, what I do? Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, tend to be a bit of a chameleon. But, and, and I'm sure there's people that don't care for me, but well, I don't know about it. But um, 
it, it floors me that people don't have better things to do with their time. Yeah. I can think of a thousand and one things to do other than be a troll or, you know, harass somebody. Like, there's so many other things to do in the world. And I think it's important to look at, you know, why people bully, right? And often, oftentimes, bullies do what they do because there is a lack of feeling secure, right? So they are insecure. Uh, Self-confidence is obviously low. Uh, Likely, they are projecting a behavior they see at home as well. Um, There's some jealousy in there. That's most often. I'm not going to use the word always, right? Because there are outliers to that. There are people who come from great homes, great upbringings, and they're bullies for no reason other than they just enjoy the... Um, the misery of other people. Be? Well, they enjoy the, the adrenaline rush yeah. of hurting somebody. Now, we have another term for that. Uh, uh, but neither here nor there, you know... Again, but most often it, it comes from a jealousy and secure standpoint. Now that doesn't necessarily make it any easier. It doesn't mean that it's more palatable. Um, and certainly if you looked at somebody and said, oh, are you jealous of me? Are you just feeling insecure? You're just going to make things worse. Yep. But it's good to at least kind of take that nugget of knowledge and keep it uh, in the back of your own mind and, and know that the person that's doing the bullying is likely in a worse off position than you are because they're behaving the way they are, right? Um, but bullying is, is something that I, I do love to, to study and learn about, um, but it's also quite painful to, to watch somebody experience it. Yeah. So like, like Ella Doc in chat said, um, you know, kind of to the point of, of what I was saying about being able to hide, you don't, it's a lot easier to cyberbully somebody nowadays because you don't have to worry about being confronted because it's, it's easy enough just to, you know, if somebody tries to confront you, you just block them. You just move on. Right. And it, but the problem is, is that that person can then go and create another account and it, it can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. And it makes it almost impossible to escape. If somebody is determined enough to do it, it makes it impossible to escape. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, there's, if it's happening on Facebook, you know exactly who the person is. If it's local, then you could reach out to the the parents. But the problem is, is that the parents could be part of the problem of creating, creating that kind of quote unquote monster, the one who is doing the actual bullying. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at kids and their parents, um, I know a few stories uh, where a mom had her daughter being bullied. Her daughter was in her teens, well, early teens, like 12, 11, 12, 13-ish. And the mom uh, went to the other mom and said, hey, this is going on. And the other mom more or less blew it off and said, your kid's overly sensitive yep. and uh, get on with it. And and I remember when this information was relayed to me, and it was a family friend that that shared that. I was appalled. I thought that that parent <laughs> needs to, to learn some good manners um, because they just now bullied a child. Yep. What, what adult bullies a child? Like 
totally inappropriate. And I saw in chat, somebody said a teacher um, bullied their kid. And mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've witnessed that be done as well. And um, I'm a parent who will step up and say something. Uh, usually, you know, I mind my manners, but I will call a teacher out if they're being inappropriate and bus oh, drivers. Yeah. Basically yeah, anybody. Do that too. <laughs> yeah. I have one one thing that I've learned in my life is I don't care who you are and what you do. If I see you bullying somebody, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to stand up and say something. Because I'm mm -hmm. I I've I know how it feels. I know how it what it can turn into and I do my best to to try to stop that from happening. I, there, I'm you also have to look at it. If 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 I'm going to step in, is it going to make the situation worse? Which in a lot of cases it could. So there's that that chance of making things worse. If I just randomly step in and I don't know the situation, it could be a bad situation. I could get myself hurt along with the other person. But you also need That's to like. I feel like this day and age, more people need to stand up and say, "You can't do that." Absolutely. Because not Absolutely. enough people are doing that. Not enough people are, are willing to actually put their foot forward and say, hey, you need to stop. Right. And and I want to point out something Horton said, because I do the same thing when I, and I should state this clearly too. When I say I confront someone, I will actually do um, quite similar to what Horton said. I'll ask them, are you, are you okay? Because I recognize this is happening. And, and mm -hmm. most definitely my counselor hat goes on and I speak you know, um, very fairly non-confrontational, make sure they're okay because we never know, maybe they were just bullied or maybe, maybe they're going through something yep. and they're wrongfully taking it out on somebody. And it is important to always check in. Right. Um, and, and just, you know, make sure somebody's okay. Right. Um, at the same time, sometimes people are bullies just to be bullies. Um, and, and much like Horton, I will give somebody a chance. And if it turns into a conversation and, and we figure out what's going on, awesome. Uh, yeah. If not, then bid them farewell. <laughs> Block them if you can. I mean, they can create another username. Uh, but yeah. And when and it comes to... Yeah, I guess to, to her point, you know, when it comes to, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what profession you're in. It doesn't matter. You and I worked with, remember the one, um, you and I have talked about this before, the one guy when you and I worked together who came up and said, you know, my name is Dr. So-and-so. And we called him Mr. And he got mad. Like, it yes. doesn't matter who you are. I don't care what your title is. You can be a bully. You can be somebody who's going yeah. to be aggressive towards me because you don't like something I said, or, you know, because of just whatever, you know, we've, you know, without going to detail, Warrior and I have, have actually been dealing with that with a set of doctors with our daughter. We're dealing with somebody who's, you know, kind of being a little bit more of a, of a bully towards, you know, things that they're saying to Warrior. And, and I, I understand that you have an opinion, but it's, there's that bedside manner. When it comes to being a doctor, when it comes to being a therapist, when it comes to being somebody in a profession like that, there's that bedside manner that you really have to have. You need to know where those limits are. You know, Absolutely. I mean, I mean, a, a therapist could easily be a bully. 
if they keep pushing and pushing and pushing on something oh. that is that the person like if, if i'm a if, if i'm a patient of yours and i tell you i don't want to talk about that and you're like well you have to talk about that and you keep pushing it you're bullying me at that point you're harassing me because mm-hmm. i don't want to talk yep. about it you know and now you're trying to right. get your own benefit out of it and you're trying to basically harm me emotionally by bringing that stuff out and i don't want to talk about it i might eventually want to but now i don't want to right and that's such a critical thing too um you know when you're in session and and you know that somebody there's an elephant in the room if you will um you know it is imperative for a therapist to always meet the person they're working with where they're at mm-hmm. um and and not necessarily lead them to the answer but help guide them help them guide themselves right and if somebody's not ready for something you got, we as therapists have to remember we get one hour once a week maybe twice but or once every other week and and it's a very dangerous space that we're in sometimes because that person walks back out that door, their life continues on as does mine, right? I'm on to the next appointment, but yep. they're back in the real world living. And, and if we have pushed too hard and done something unsafe, it's not a good thing to do. So absolutely, Randy, um, it is imperative uh, that, that therapists understand the, the significance of, of keeping someone safe. And I, you know, it's in our code of ethics to do so. Uh, and I would love to hope that my field is full of people who, who do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume we all go into it for the right reasons. Um, but, and then I know you and I have had conversations about life experiences or things we've heard that other people have experienced. Um, yep. And and I've heard uh, of people being harassed by counselors and um that's why ethics exist. That's why ethics boards exist. Um, you know, coaching, supervision, all of that. Well, and, and going kind of going to your point of hoping that your profession is all like that. Unfortunately, it's not the case. You know, we you you want to hope that you know a doctor. You want to hope that a doctor is going to go into me, in, into the medical field to help people to help save lives and whatever. But there's doctors that go in there just for the money or because their family pushed them mm-hmm. into it. They're not going in for the, the same reasons that right. we hope they're going into. Um, when it right. comes it's to, a legacy career. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'm a doctor. You know, mm-hmm. so I, as much as I wish that people would go into being a therapist, a psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever, for the right reasons, unfortunately, I think there is a... I want to say there's a small percentage. I hope it's a small percentage of, of people who go in for the wrong reason. They go in for the money. Right. They go in because they know they can charge $500 an hour as a, um, as a psychiatrist. You know, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's true. That's why, you know, one of the things right. that we say all the time, you know, based usually at the end of the podcast is if you are looking for somebody to talk to, Make sure you find somebody that you click with. If you don't click with yes. a person, please, 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 please move on to somebody else. There are plenty of therapists out there, plenty of people for you to talk to. Not everyone is going to be in it for the for the same reasons. 
or are not going to click with you. They might be in it for the, the, the right reasons, but they might not click with you. Right. And that's, um, how shall I say this? There are too many clinicians out there for somebody to not feel they don't have a choice, right? I have discharged, so the people I work with, I call them patients um, out of respect, right? Mm -hmm. It's a respect thing. I don't call them clients. Um, I don't call them consumers. Uh, they're patients because I'm caring for their well-being. And, and, and for me, it's, it's respect, right? Uh, so I'm going to say I've had patients that I've discharged because I didn't feel I could satiate or meet what they needed. Maybe they were dealing with a topic that I'm like, yeah, I don't know anything about that. And I'm not even sure I can pull on anything to help. I'll try, right? I'll try anything. Um, but if I don't feel I'm meeting it, I'll come right out to somebody in, in an appointment and say, okay, let's revisit and see how I'm doing because mm -hmm. this is, a, is a, an area that I'm not so savvy on, right? Uh, I also have topics that are triggers, right? Certain things that maybe I don't necessarily want to engage in um, because maybe it's too much for whatever my reason might be as a clinician. And, and I have that right to say, you know what, that's not a topic, again, that I'm going to be useful in uh, and, and whatnot. And so it's certainly very important for people who seek counseling as well to feel that they have that same power and respect for themselves, right? Yep. Um, I will discharge and refer somebody out of respect because I, I don't think I can meet those needs, right? And I will help find somebody. It's not like, hey, see ya, I can't help you. No, not at all. Um, I do the footwork with them. It doesn't happen often, but it has happened. Um, like I'll, a great example, couples counseling. I've tried it several times. I am not a couples counselor. I just, nope. <laughs> it's not yeah. my it's not my my strong skill right but but the, uh, the, the important plus. thing with that absolutely. is that you recognize it <laughs> absolutely yes yes and and i get asked often can we this can we that no i unfortunately i'm not your girl for that one um i could talk about a lot of other things yeah. but but know. here's a list of people again, that i, I know can help you exactly exactly yep. so um there was an important question that came up um uh, oh, Doc, the look on my face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, damn it, I'm not charging um, enough. <laughs> um, oh, where did it go? And I think Eldoc asked, how do I, it was a how do I question. Oh, um, how do I tell someone that what's going on is actually all their fault politely? It is never one person's fault. Yep. You don't like my answer and I'm okay with it. <laughs> no, it's, it's never I was, I was gonna say the same thing. one person's fault yeah. yeah and so here's why because if you're not saying anything now it becomes your fault yep. right so um there is a way to say to somebody and it depends what it is but there is a way to say to somebody hey i'd like to have a real conversation with you uh and i'd like to discuss these matters and it's really important to and Randy, you and I have talked about this a lot when it comes to like debates. Mm -hmm. um, it's really important not to point the finger and you, you, you on somebody, 
right? It is imperative. If you want to have an effective communication uh, conversation or effective conversation with somebody, having good communication, there's no finger pointing, bad finger. No, don't do it. It's, it's I statements, right? But not so many I statements that it's full of eyes, right? Um, it's owning your own emotions and in feelings in identifying where you're helpful and where hindrances are, are coming into play. Um, so to answer, how do I handle something like that? There's a lot that goes into that, but being willing to be vulnerable um, and, and let somebody know, Hey, you're hurting me, you know, and Hey, this situation is hurting me, right? We're saying the same thing. Hey, you're hurting me versus, Hey, this situation is hurting me, right? The second way is the way you want to say something. Um, because again, we're not finger pointing. I don't want to do that. And so that's blindly what I can give you as advice. Yeah. Uh, not that I give advice. On, on top of um, that, I think it's, it's also important to understand what the situation is because each situation is going to be a little bit different. But to sure. your original point, though, it's never one person's fault. Now, it's, it's if you're, if let's say, for instance, I'm being bullied by somebody, it's not my fault that I'm being bullied. However, no. it is my fault of how I react to it. I can't control yes. somebody else and what they're doing to me, but I can control what my reaction to that thing is. 100%. So if I, if I refuse to, to go say something, whether it's to that person, if I feel comfortable doing it, or going to, you and I joke about this, and Warrior and I joke about this too, going to HR, because they feel, you know, that, you know, I'm being, that I, I'm, I, you know, I'm being harassed by somebody. Um, or going to the teacher or parent or whatever the situation is. If I refuse to do that, then that is on me because I am not handling the situation properly. Now, obviously there is that sense of fear. So I can understand that there's, you know, a lot of situations where you, you know, something happens to you and you may not want to, or may not feel comfortable or whatever the situation is, go and say something. But the blame at that point is still on you for not saying something. Doesn't mean that what ha what is happening to you is your fault, but you not being willing or able to handle it and, and actually say something that is your fault. Hopefully mm -hmm. that came across clearly. Right. And, and, you know, having a conversation yesterday and I, I used the word toxic and the individual I was talking with was like, came back and, and said, Oh, well toxic. That's not really a word I would associate that. And I said, you know, they said, I wouldn't associate that with that. And I said, Oh, how do you define toxic? Um, because I was using it just, you know, a lot more lightly mm -hmm. and, and they described to me and I said, Oh, okay. So maybe that's not the best word. Let me pick a different one. And I did. And it took the conversation in a, in a new direction. Right. And again, that's that vulnerability that I'm talking about. Um, you have to be willing to say, like when, when you, you know, say something, own it. Right. Yep. I said something to this individual and they were like, ah, and I'm like, whoa, that nonverbal right there told me that I said something wrong and I triggered them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was not my intention. And, and so I was vulnerable and said, you know, how do you, what, what's that word mean to you? Help me out so I can maybe fix what I just said and did. 
right? Um, so taking ownership, right? Because that person could have said I was bullying them. They wouldn't have. Um, somebody very in my inner circle uh, and they know me, but it very easily could have gone the wrong way had I not been willing to open up and say, oh, okay, right? I tend to be very direct. Yep. Uh, I don't pussyfoot around things very well. Um, I'm also very caring when I deliver something. Usually when someone says, hey, Stacey, I want your advice. I'm like, you sure you want to ask me? Yep. <laughs> Do you know what you're doing? Because <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, yep. right? Um, <laughs> which is which on which is funny because that's what actually the reason that I come to you for advice because I know you're not gonna you're not gonna be that person that's gonna tell me what I want to hear you're gonna tell me what I need to hear and I and that's what I respect and I I look for people like that that are not gonna just be yes men they're not or yes women Absolutely. they're not gonna be that person that's just gonna tell me what they think I want to hear no tell me what I need to hear because that's the only way that I'm going to know how to change or what to fix or whatever the situation is. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'll, again, I'm going to kind of put myself out here a little bit, guys. Um, in the beginning, I was struggling a little bit with my lighting. I got this really cool lamp behind me, my tree. Right. And I was super excited about it. And it's very pretty on my phone, but the camera, I think, and my lighting just isn't right. So I said to Randy, I'm like, how's the background look? I mean, you know, my patients know me and I'm totally cool with them knowing me and i'm good with you guys knowing me too but you know in time and i got my cat sitting next to me and i have to show you guys this because it's cute so look at that great <laughs> anyway so um but it takes time for me to warm up right and i asked randy i'm like how's the background look i know it's a little bit of a mess and he very easily could have bullied me but instead he was like it looks fine i'm like no for real like how's it look right and, um, and again, that's that vulnerability, feeling safe with somebody, being able to say, you know, what's, yeah, what's happening, right? So I think uh, kind of going back to our vulnerability conversation, bullying and just having good communication with people can also um, help just in general diffuse something um, where you might feel you're being bullied by someone. Yeah. Right. And that's, I think the important word there is it can, because when you start, when you start dealing with trolls, those are people who intentionally are there just to make your life a living hell, you know, and they're, they don't, they don't care about your feelings. They don't, they, they are looking to get you riled up. And that's, that's when you really need to start looking at it and saying, is this worth me actually caring what they're saying? Because I know that they're trying to get me riled up. And we'll go into that kind of what can be done um, with cyber bullies near the end of the, the podcast or Absolutely. video cast, whatever and, you want to call it. And it's funny, Randy, because when you and I were talking about um, this, I kept joking around with you saying I was cyber bullied on what's the game among, among us? us. Yeah. Among us. I finally played it for the first time and, uh, and I, I kept, saying i was i was bullied and i was joking um mm-hmm. about it because what was happening and i don't know this can kind of roll us into the, the yeah, next yeah, topic yeah. a little bit i was too. gonna get us there anyway so um, let's go yeah so <laughs> settle up let's go um so i was playing among us and and if who whomever's played it um you know that there's two people who are you know the imposters 
and the objective is to kind of throw each other under the bus and try and be the most convincing one. Well, I went on and I, I was, my stepdaughter and I were in somebody's room and I was like, hey guys, I'm new, so just be nice to me if I do something wrong, right? Nobody really cared if I said that or not, um, but I just wanted to put it out there. I'm kind of clueless to this game. I don't know what I'm doing. And I was playing on a phone and I discovered I was terrible. I'm old enough to where I need the arrow keys. <laughs> so at one point, uh, my stepdaughter and I swapped. I was then on the computer and that means our names changed. And at some point, somebody got a little fussy. They're like, hey, wait a minute. I thought you said you were new and this was you. And, and she jumped in real quick to my defense and said, no, we switched, you know, she needed the, the computer and I'm just laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous that we're explaining this much. Anyway, um, that, that kind of made me a target, right? But I took it very playfully and, and I was like, whatever. And, um, you know, then they, they kept saying, oh, you know, she and I were cheating and, and I was the imposter. And I'm like, no, really, I'm not. In fact, I'd probably out myself uh, just to see if you believed me or not. I'd tell you. So. Um, they voted me off and, and my stepdaughter, bless her heart, she she kept saying, you know, she was so sorry. She's like, I'm sorry they're picking on you. I'm sorry they're bullying you. I'm like, I don't feel that way. Um, but okay, thank you. And it was cute. It was nice of her. It was cute that she was protecting me, right? But that's not cyberbullying, uh, at, at least what I was experiencing. Um, I'm sure it could have turned into that if somebody was really, really mean. Especially, um, especially with a game like that. Because I think there's quite a few of us here that are pretty experienced with it when it comes to that game. A game like that could very quickly turn into actual bullying, but most of the time it doesn't because people go in with the understanding that you're going to be thrown under the bus. You're going to get harassed. You know, you're going to... The whole point of that game is being good at lying. You know, I I, I told you that, I mean, there have been quite a few times that I'll... Uh, I'll be the uh, the imposter, and we'll come back, and I'll all of a sudden say, you know, we'll we'll get into a, a, a conversation portion, and immediately I say, it was so and so, even though I have no clue if it was so and so. But it's a matter of me knowing that hey, if I can pin it somehow, pin it on somebody else, then I'm going to survive. So that really goes into our conversation of. You know, what cyberbullying is not. So one of the big things is when it's in a when it's in a uh, a situation and a setting where it's almost expected, it's not bullying. It's not cyberbullying. So among us, in most situations, is not cyberbullying because it's expected. In something like a roast, you know, when you if you're roasting somebody. It's not bullying because you go in there with the expectation. Feelings might get hurt, but the person who is in the situation understanding that feelings are going to get hurt. There is a limit, though, of being able to, of, of taking it beyond that point. If you see that it's hurting somebody's feelings, like legitimately hurting their feelings, you should probably back off. And if you Absolutely. don't, then you're crossing into that line of, and and intentionally trying to hurt their feelings. And I, I think, you know, a good example, kind of like uh, roast, when you and I worked together, you know, 
we'd walk through the back halls. We'd walk through, and you know, I, I'm sure you know where I'm going to go with this, with the mm-hmm. gazelle thing. Yeah. We'd walk through the back halls, and we'd have to hurry. No, Randy, I, I don't remember how tall you are, other than Six, three. really tall. Six <laughs> really tall. I'm five foot two, guys. Yeah. So imagine he and I in that stride, right? I'm like soft jogging to keep up with him. <laughs> and yep. he's just walking. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm... So, I'm 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 six foot three. I have an extremely long stride. So she, yeah, she's literally running behind me, trying to keep up with me when we're in a hurry. True story. So one day I'm like breaking a sweat. We're behind the halls. We're we're trying to get somewhere quickly, obviously. And I'm like, yeah, legs like a damn gazelle. You just, <laughs> you know, and just teasing him. And ever since that day, um, I've always joked about his long legs. That's not something he can control. He was born with that, right? Now, uh, he's the first person I would ask to get something up high for me, right? And I might be the first person he asked to grab something down low, right? A little closer to the ground. Um, But no, I mean, that, again, you know, that's kind of, if we were to have a roast on you, Randy, uh, I'd definitely bring that up. Just long gazelle-like legs. But again, in pure jest, right? not any harm. Never teach about that to be yeah. harmful. And here's the thing. You know my triggers. Like You understand my triggers. So you know the things that you can say and things you can't say. Picking on me because I have gazelle legs or gazelle arms or something like that doesn't bother me because I'm just tall. But yeah. picking on me, you know, we've talked about it, picking on me because of my weight is something that I take very very much to heart and i don't appreciate people doing that it's like you know to me i hate the word skinny really really hate the word skinny i'm fine with thin i'm fine with slim anything like that as long as you're not calling me slim it's a matter of knowing where those triggers are and where those limits are because as soon as you start to get into that territory of utilizing that and and calling somebody out for things like that then you're really getting into that bullying territory. If you continue it. If you say something and, and then you find out, hey, because somebody, somebody had said it earlier about, you know, there's a difference between intending and, and basically kind of just not knowing. I don't remember the, I think it was Horton. The, I don't remember the exact wording. But, you know, if I don't know that, that something bothers you, it's very different than me knowing and still saying it. Because as soon as I find out that something bothers you, it's like the picnic situation that you and I have talked about. As soon as I find out that it bothers somebody, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm fine. I won't, I won't utilize the word around you. But if without knowing, I, I can plead ignorance because I legitimately did not know. Yes, or like the word staycation. Or staycation, yeah. I actually had a conversation with a coworker about that. Uh, irregardless and and staycation are my two big triggers when it comes to words. Mm, that word, staycation. Yep, I know. He's like, yeah, he's like, staycation doesn't really bother me. I go, there's a lot wrong with you then. <laughs> there's a lot wrong. Yes, yeah. that word. No. It's, it's no. horrible. Because it's not a real word, even though technically it is now. You guys, I, when, <laughs> I'll admit it. So when we were all working together, um, Randy and I in, in the anyway, team. Anyway, um, the word staycation showed up. I played on dictionary.com 
Uh, you can play games on there. If nobody knows that, you can. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, and I'm I'm a nerd. I'll admit it. I am. Uh, I like that kind of stuff. And so anyway, um, I saw the word staycation. So I actually wrote a letter to dictionary.com yeah. and actually that. a couple others. <laughs> I was at work and, and Randy, you were te- or you were teasing me um, about it. You're like, are you really doing that? I'm like, yes, this is the worst world word in the world. It should be hyphenated and da da da. It's <laughs> whole opinion of that word. Um, so never yeah, changed by the way. Funny. So, so Steve, no. never, never rely on Stacy to make a change of an, of a English word. Just never. My, my she email meant nothing. Yeah, it meant nothing to them. It meant nothing. So no. to to Horton's, like... <laughs> so getting back to topic to uh, to Horton's no. point, teasing is meant when you know someone and can build on that relationship if done right. And I and I think I even if I don't know somebody, I could potentially tease them about something that maybe I know about them. But there's that very fine line because I don't know them that it makes it very hard for me to really understand where their limits are. If, if somebody comes into this channel on a regular basis and just starts making fun of me, it's a very good chance they're, I'm going to assume, even if they mean good intentions by it and they're just picking on me, if I don't know who you are, I immediately associate you with being a troll and I handle it accordingly. So there's, you're never going to build a relationship with somebody if you're immediately entering that realm of bullying or cyberbullying, you're never going to. You know, it's it, I can pick on you, you pick on me. I mean, Horton, we could pick on Tyler, we could pick on all these different people we can pick on. But it's because we've built that relationship. Even for five minutes, come in, enjoy the conversation, learn who I am, ask questions, whatever. And then if you really want to pick on me for something, great. But at least I've gotten to know you a little bit. That's the important thing for me. Absolutely. So um, I guess one one question would be um, that I have for everyone. Um, if you guys have been cyber bullied, <laughs> what have you done to mm-hmm. resolve it? Um, like Horton said, you know, They'll have a conversation with people. Um, what has anyone done in the past uh, to try and resolve it? I'd like to kind of work as a group um, to see what chat's done, right? Um, or if you haven't been able to resolve it. Um, or, or even yeah. if you haven't had to deal with it, if you've had to, if you've just given it some thought. If you stream and you're like, okay, well, if somebody comes in, this is how I would like to handle the situation. Because we're, for some of us, we have a lot of experience when it comes to dealing with bullies, cyber bullies, whatever. So I think, you know, there, there's been a lot of times that Stacey, I'll come to you and say, hey, this is how I would handle a situation. And be like, yeah, that probably wouldn't work. You know, in, 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 in not the same words, but it's, you know, that probably wouldn't work. So we have a conversation about, okay, well, what can we do to actually correct the situation? Um, and I think that's, one of my goals with this um, is kind of tying it back to the online streaming and the, the video gaming realm and, and whatever is being able to have that conversation about people who do want to be trolls, who do want to have, you know, belittle other people just because. 
you know, as a streamer, it's hard enough to keep your sanity <laughs> when you, you know, when you stream for a year and you're getting two, maybe three people, and one of those people is you, and the other one is your wife or your girlfriend or your sister or whatever, and you spend a long time building up this community or trying to build up this community and you have a troll you're like hey cool someone's in here to chat and they immediately harass you it can destroy you as a streamer and i think that's one of the reasons that a lot of people quit so quickly one it's hard enough to to grow and two you start to deal with harassment and it's it's very difficult for a lot of people to be able to deal with that unfortunately because I'm not a, a, a streamer, right? Mm-hmm. I still play the old school games. Um, why do you think people do it? Why do you guys think people come online to harass and, and right? Because, because it's easy. It, why? <laughs> because in my eyes, at least I see this as a community of individuals that have, you know, a shared interest and they're there to kind of support each other, right? You're, you're on watching somebody play a game. That's pretty cool and pretty so, supportive. So um, I think to, to answer your question and chat, you can correct me if, if I'm wrong or, or if you guys have a different opinion. I think a lot of it has to do with, so for instance, we mentioned Wynn earlier, Wynn, myself, Horton, you know, quite a few others. I'm sure Bearded uh, Grump also. We've built a community of good people, of people who care, who people who want to actually make a difference or people who want to just sit down, relax, have fun. But there's a lot of larger streamers or a lot of just streamers out there in the streaming world. There's a lot of them out there who they don't care. They don't care about, you know, creating a safe environment for their community. They don't care about, you know, they're they're looking to get that reaction from people. You know, so they'll they'll just start making fun they'll watch a YouTube video and start making fun of somebody and they'll show a reaction to that video. And that gets the kids, and I'll call them kids, even the adults, it'll get the kids reacting and saying, Well, that person's stupid. And now you're feeding on that mentality of being a bully. Does that make sense? Hmm. It does. It does. You can tell by the expression I'm thinking <laughs> and yeah. I'm listening very intently and I'm watching chat too. Yep. Yeah, and, and like like Horton said, it it, it makes them feel important. Mm-hmm. You know, by by trying to associate yourself with being a troll, it makes them feel like they matter. For whatever reason, I'll, honestly, I'll never understand it from that side. I've harassed people before. I've never been on that side of actually being a troll, because even people I don't like, there's plenty of people out there, streamers, non-streamers, whatever, that I don't like. You know what I do? Don't associate myself with those people. I don't go into their channel. I don't follow them. If I like, if I'm in another channel and somebody raids that person, what do I do? I leave. That's it. Simple as that. I don't personally feel a need to continuously just attract myself to that person in order to pick on them, make fun of them, whatever the situation may be. Even if they 
if they ask for it. Mm -hmm. If they're intentionally wanting, like, if their stream is a roast and they're doing a roast stream, great. I'll go in there and I'll, I'll probably watch it because I'm always interested in that kind of stuff. But if it's not, which is very likely not, then the chances of me watching somebody because I know what's potentially going through that person's head. And I know how dangerous that thinking is. Mm -hmm. Because one troll, one cyber bully, whatever you want to call it, can make a huge difference if they hit the right trigger. I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't take, you know, 10 people. Apparently I just closed my chat. It doesn't take 10 people, 20 people, 30 people to cause a problem. It takes one person to cause a problem in somebody's head. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, it, that's a, a difficult space to be in. And again, like Randy, you know, one of my hobbies, you know, off-roading. Mm -hmm. It was a great community. Now I'll tell you as a female in that, in that world, um, back in the day of doing it, uh, very, very few females. I think I was part of the 5% of women who actually wheeled their own vehicle. It wasn't my boyfriend or my husband, well, my husband now, but back yeah. then it would be a boyfriend. It was my own, right? I did the modifications on it. I did all the wrenching on it um, with the assistance of some great, great guys. Yep. Um, and women. You know, and, and women, yes. And at one point, you know, they, they did, after I learned my way around, they said, you know, bring us the beer and we're going to watch you. And I was like, really? Mm -hmm. You know? I'm proud enough to say, you know, I've done breaks. I did my lift, right? I had somebody over helping me, showed me how to do one and said, you got the other three. And I was yep. like, okay, sweet. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that was a, a, an area. And I, I think I, I think I mentioned to you early on, you know, and, and we were, it was online too, you know, kind of, how would you describe MJ? Um, like what kind of platform would that have been? Do you know, like message board, message board. Okay. Yeah. So I was on the message board. Anyway, I said something in some comment and some guy came back and said, well, it's the way you dress. And I'm thinking, Oh yeah. Do you, I'm like, I wear a t-shirt and jeans and it's not a tight t-shirt. It's a baggy t-shirt. Like I look like a normal, like, and I wear sweatshirts. Like I look pretty normal, man. What's wrong with the way I dress? And and I was really offended, right? And uh, I had gone to a couple of my guy friends. I'm like, what are they? What, what's this person talking about? Like, why is he picking on the way I'm dressing, right? And I didn't get insecure about it. I got, I was offended and hurt, right? I was embarrassed. And uh, they just said, ah, you know, it's, he's referencing like I don't even know what century or time or something like that. He was trying to be funny. I didn't take it that way, though, because I didn't know what he was referencing. Yep. So I think that's something important, too, is if we don't, if somebody makes a sarcastic remark and we don't understand what it means, ask, are you trying to be rude, hurtful, disrespectful, right? Um, are, are you making a joke? Because I'm, I'm not sure I'm picking up what you're laying down, yep. right? Um. And I'll tell you what, though, and I don't know if I told you, shared this part, Randy, even after I learned that that person was just joking around with me, I still avoided them yep. because I felt too, 
I felt their behavior was too risky. Your feelings were um, already hurt at that point. Yeah. And I wasn't ready to like put myself back out there. So like others are suggesting, you know, just kind of walking away and not dealing with it. That's exactly what I did. And I'm sure this individual was a fine individual. Mm-hmm. Um, not my style of person though. It wasn't my dad, was it? No. Uh, that's why you still talk dad. to him. Yeah. I love your dad. Your dad's like my dad. Yep. He's not old enough to be my dad. He's too young to be my dad, but. Well, he's old enough to be my dad. So we'll go with that. Um, (laughs) No, I think, honestly, though, I think um, that kind of goes back to the idea of understanding who you're talking to. So him making that comment to you is very different coming from him versus coming from somebody like, let's say, my dad. If my dad would have made a comment like that, then you'd be like, oh, that's funny. Because it probably was, you know, this is this is who I am, whatever. But coming from him, somebody you don't know, now all of a sudden that's a, it's a sexist comment or it's a, you know, just it's an inappropriate comment or something like that. You know, and and there's, there's, there's that fine line. I mean, I don't even think that's a fine line. It's just, it's a line of knowing who your audience is. Yes. Yes. I think that's very imperative because again, even like, you know, my sense of humor, I have a, I have a dry, sarcastic sense of humor. I love Monty Python. Uh, I think it's absolutely hysterical, but that's not for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I literally laugh out loud at, like, airplane and Spaceballs. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, Spaceballs. I'll watch that again. Right? I love watching the BBC version of of Wipeout. It's amazing, right? But that's the type of humor that I have. I'll say something. My (laughs) spouse will do that, too, with a straight face. And in my head, it's a riot. Uh, and actually, the other day, I'll, I'll be again honest with you guys. Um, I was not delivering humor. <laughs> I was actually, I, I think, kind of just, I sounded super snarky. And um, usually, you know, if I'm being, I am snarky, but you, usually, you know, it's, it's again, in, in jest. I'm, yep. you know, being funny. But I, I said to him, I said, in my head, everything's a lot more funny than it's coming out. And he's like, must be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, I said to him, I go, I'm just going to sit quietly. I'm just going to just going to stop. Because obviously I was in a mood and it wasn't coming out right. Um, because nobody's perfect, right? So we can even, we can bully or come across as a bully to the people in our, our, under our own roof, yep. right? Um, and if you have kind of that edgy humor, uh, you got to be careful of that. You know, you can hurt some feelings. And you got to take ownership and responsibility for it, too. Yep. Um, that is imperative. Uh, because you can't look at somebody and say, like, it would have been wrong if I looked at them and said, well, you're just sensitive today. No, yeah. that's not nice. <laughs> yeah, no, because, you know, okay, it's it's true. The person might be sensitive today. Because you might be able to say the joke one day versus another day and it's taken completely differently. But understanding Absolutely. that the person is being sensitive, you now need to be more sensitive towards that person. So it's it's not just a matter of, you know, hey, I'm going to be who I am and you need to change. It's, hey, I understand that you are different today. So how about I change and I take that responsibility of at least lowering my humor down to what you're capable of handling 
Otherwise, you could very easily hurt somebody's feelings, which then ends up getting you into a, a, a situation of bullying. And you don't want that, especially if it's somebody you care about. Absolutely. And even, a, you know, a stranger, hurting a stranger's feelings. I remember actually one time uh, in a counseling session, um, and I, I, I can't say too much, but what I can say is the... Um, an identifier that I used, uh, they did not appreciate and they called me out on it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. That's not how I meant it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I meant it this way. And the other individual that was participating in the session was like, that's how I took it. And I said, yes, I'm so sorry. Right. And again, um, just being able to be called up, um, you know, to the carpet and, and, and be like, eh. You know, oops. Uh, and I'll tell you, ever since then, I've been very mindful. And any time if I say, hey, you know, whatever it is, I'm like, they're offended by that. Because it left, you know, it left a mark with me because it was not my intention to offend somebody. Right? Yep. Um, and what I'll, I'll, I can say what I said was, hey, you guys. Um, and, and, you know. Ah, yeah. So anytime I say, hey, guys, hey, guys. Right? Uh, this, yep individual just didn't appreciate that and that's to me that's that's what i have difficulty with because i say that all the time and it's really hard for me to pull that out i'll say hey guys or you'll hear warrior and i say dude all the time (laughs) it's it's not it's not meant to be a sex thing it's meant to be a word of saying in a way you guys yeah as in people like we don't mean it at a in a sex you know gender term we mean it as a just term a term of humanity Abs- type of deal absolutely and uh you know I, my stepdaughter and i say dude back and forth bro, to each other bro, all sorry, the time yeah. yeah and and but if she says dude to her father he's like uh uh no right yeah. and and i you know when she was little i had to ask him you know be careful how you know, just understand she doesn't understand that yet. As she gets older, we'll raise her to know you can't call dad dude. Mm-hmm. Although I think there's nothing wrong with it, but that's not my space. Yep. Right. Um, but yeah, like I'm to- totally cool with that. Um, but yeah, not everybody, not everybody appreciates, um, you know, stuff like that. Yep. And and some people could take it as bullying, right? Uh, and and what do you do in that setting? Yeah. And and so I think that that's a good point because if especially when it comes to uh I modern identifiers, you know, using correct and incorrect pronouns and and what people identify as and that sort of thing. It's very easy to use the wrong word for for some people. I mean, I, I feel like the majority of the population is fine with whatever, I guess you could say. But there is, is, there is the part of the, of the population that wants to be called he, she, or wants to be called they, them. You know? And you have to respect that. Yep. Because if you don't respect that, then yes. you're not respecting them as a person and their beliefs. You're saying that your beliefs are right. much greater than theirs. But to... Absolutely to uh where was it i believe it was horton 
Mm. I've stopped reading chat. Sorry, guys. I yeah, got I all caught up in my cat. She's um, sitting right by the microphone like she wants to talk. Here to go. Damn it. I can't find it. But basically, uh, the idea that it was... Um, sometimes you just don't know you know you you can you can very easily plead ignorance but it's you can plead ignorance only the first time are you hitting your microphone no my cat oh you can she's rubbing her face on it you can only plead ignorance the first time after that it's yes. on you to change alter i'll say alter not change Alter your habits to help that person feel respected. Mm -hmm. At least towards you, because it's not your it's not your job as a as a person, as a friend, whatever, to make that person feel respected. However, it's also your job to have to make them feel respected towards you and feel as though you respect them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and just like uh, Bearded Grump just said, you know, people make mistakes, but if you keep making them, it's no longer a mistake. It's a blatant, it's blatant disrespect. It, exactly. 100%. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. It is. And, and some people will learn um, that, uh, like, for example, my... <laughs> I shared this too, Randy, when we were talking. My sisters, I love my sisters, and if they're here, hi. Uh, <laughs> growing up, they had one nickname for me, and, and it was because when I was little, I lost all my teeth in a certain way, right? And, um, and they called me Jackie. Not a big deal, right? It used to upset me because I was a little kid, and I'm like, oh, they're teasing me. And then I'd knock over my sister Smurfs and get her in trouble until I'm the other one for kissing boys. Uh, and get her in trouble too. It was beautiful. Um, I am the baby of the family. <laughs> so, That's a beautiful um, balance right there. Yes. Um, but anyway, but then there was another nickname they had for me that I prefer not to share. Um, that really was hurtful. And they said it. And, you know, they weren't trying to be hurtful. They were just being silly like they were when they called me Jackie. But then kids at school learned that nickname and they called me that and it wasn't something I could help. Um, and it wasn't very nice. Right. And um, it was regarding a scar I had from when I fell. Um, I don't know. I was too little when it happened. Uh, I don't remember it, but that's what I'm told. So um, it was mean, though. It was a mean, mean thing that they all said and ended and went away and, and they've all apologized. Uh, yeah, it's it's different because that stuff can even happen under your own roof. And and again, blatant disrespect. And my sisters weren't being disrespectful. They were being big sisters. But there is a line that it can cross too with family. Um, and family can disrespect us. Cyber, under the roof, right? Text. I saw something come through on text. I didn't get to catch all of it, but I saw, you know, texting. Yes. Yep. Email. Um, you know, when you have even, you know, kind of broadening this a little bit and looking at, you know, you know, texting, does texting count? Yes. Email. Yes. Um, somewhere we see a lot of cyber bullying. And I say we as a, as a therapist, a clinician, uh, divorced families, or, you know, they share a child, maybe they never married or whatever, but, you know, shared, shared child, shared custody, 
man, is there a lot of bullying that goes on in there. And really, I wish with all my heart and soul, I could say to people, this is going to come off rough, guys, but I'm going to just say it. Your kid ends up in my office, and, and thanks. I, I love having a, a career, but I don't want him in my office for that reason because you couldn't play nice with each other, right? When, when parents split or when there's a shared child, don't go to the child talking about the other one. Knock it off, yep. please. Anybody who might do that or know someone who does that, please stop. You don't realize the damage you're doing to that kid. Uh, and and it's, it's not fair. They didn't ask to be here. You brought them here, right? Because at one point in time, you had a little fun. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yep. that's my, my public service, my PSA. Your PSA. Please. Um, so to, to kind of uh, point at what uh, Horton had mentioned about people who something happens and a group or a person just makes fun of the person, you know, they kind of bully them um, and understanding where the balance is. I think it's, it really goes into what Grump said. It's on that person that's being bullied to at least say something. To say, hey, I don't appreciate what you're doing or what you're saying. If they don't listen, if that group that's bullying you doesn't listen and they continue on, then that's bully. If they pick on yeah. you, if they pick on you for something and you you tell them and they stop, then they're just picking on you. But if you don't say anything, at least in, in my thinking, if you don't say anything, then they're going to go in under the assumption that you're okay with it. And it's... There, there is that limit of morals and understanding common decency. So if you, if, you know, let's say somebody is overweight and you continuously call them fat, that goes against common decency. You know, what our society sees as common decency. But if you, if you continuously joke back with them or you accept that, then that's also a very different thing too. Because now you're saying that Absolutely. it doesn't bother you. It doesn't, you know, that they can continue to do that. And guess what? They're going to continue doing it. And they're, they're even if, if you right. at some point think of it as being, as, as you being bullied, because you have accepted it, it's in, in their eyes, it's not bullying until you go and tell them, hey, I don't appreciate you saying this anymore. Then it's on them to now stop it from happening. Or from you to disassociate yourself with those people. Which is not always easy to do. No. Again, especially if it's in, again, you know, an immediate friend group, it's a spouse. Yep. Right? Um, and that's that's a whole topic that, uh, you know, we won't get into tonight. That's a whole different topic. But yeah. um, family, spouse, um, co co-workers, bosses. Right. Somebody early, early on mentioned, you know, a teacher bullying their child, kids bullying, you know, bullying happens everywhere. It's all around us. Um, and, and I, in one of the things I specialize in, in addition to grief and loss is um, weight related and the entire spectrum from anorexia to binge eating. Um, I specialize in a lot of all that. And, uh, I'll tell you, man, when you pick on people for their, their weight, the damage that's done, it's deep and it sucks. And, and 
Uh, it's not something I know I tolerate. Um, I will call somebody out. And uh, it, one of the things I, I specialize in is doing the psyche valves um, for people that are going to have bariatric surgery. And I get people that will say a lot to me, oh, well, don't people just gain the weight back anyway? I mean, you know, and, and truly those expressions that kind of nonverbal and verbal. And I'm like, well, <laughs> and I deliver back a response. And um, I don't tolerate that stuff. I'm the first one to stand up for the people I'm blessed enough to work with. And I, I protect them and in that population and it's never okay to to pick on somebody for what they're born with yeah um ever never acceptable not to bully mm -mm. joke around tease again if they're okay and they're yep. in your inner circle right fine uh but never bully especially having that kind of blanket statement of you know yep. like in, in that case of saying well people who get this surgery they're just going to gain it back anyways Okay, well, yeah, there's people who do that, but how dare you? You know, right. it's, you know, understand who that person is and what their drive is. You know, as long as they understand the consequences, they understand what goes into it, then that's all that matters. You know, there's, there's certain guidelines that end up having to fit into them getting surgeries like that, but that does not give you or anybody else the right to make fun of that person. Like, well, they're fat and they're just going to gain it back anyway, so why bother? Like, yep. that's... Never accept. No, that, that doesn't, that's not acceptable at all. Never, never. Nobody knows anyone's story, and I think that's the biggest thing. Yep. You know, every single one of us on here today has a story that happened earlier today. Every single one of us has a story that's going on in the background in this moment that none of us, or maybe some of us, know about. And every one of us has a story that's going to take place afterwards, right? Um, none of us know what each other necessarily are dealing with, right? It's kind of like, um, what was that? The, the When Corona first started, what was it? We're all in this together. That, yep. that saying, yep. you know, I didn't like that saying. No. I'll admit it. I didn't. And we're all dealing with the same storm but we're all coping through it differently because not everybody has the ability to maintain a job. Some people lost their homes. Some people lost a loved one. Uh, some people weren't impacted at all. Some people had to adjust to working at home. Others had to continue going in, right? Um, I think it did everyone a disservice to say we're all in this together because people weren't treating each other with kindness yep. or respect or understanding. People had opinions about servers or you know um you know other people the service industry in, in particular took a huge hit oh, right yeah. anyone in the service industry took a huge beating uh and when everything closed you know they went on unemployment and they got you know a bonus corona money well you know what yeah they make 285 an hour i know i did it for 16 years you don't make a lot of money and, and you, you know, no, and, back, and, I waitress. Go ahead. This is, you know, so my, my thinking when this whole thing happened um, originally and they were giving out the stimulus package. So I kept my job. I was lucky enough to be able to keep my job. I, um, I got to turn my volume on. 
Okay. Uh, getting that stimulus money was, to me, was kind of a, a small bonus. And I hated thinking about it like that, but it was. It was not money that I necessarily needed. And the reason that I actually had a hard time with it was because I looked at people in the service industry, and I know plenty of them, who, in order to survive, they needed that money. And that's what disgusts me right now without going to politics. But what disgusts me right now is the fact that there is such a push right now when there's plenty of people out there that are still out of work and need that money and, and are you know hoping to be able to find something if their place isn't even open yet. You know, so it's yeah. it's we're not in this together. We might be in this together for the sense that we're all dealing with it, but we're all dealing with breathing. We're all dealing with, you know, there's plenty of us that are dealing with, ch- you know, having children. So, yes, in a sense, we're all in this together, but our situations are vastly different. Some people are making millions of dollars. Some people are scraping by paycheck to paycheck, you know, and Corona, even if it didn't affect you in one way, it could affect you in another I have three children. One of them is, well, two of them are under two. It affected me in a sense where I can't go anywhere because I don't trust other people. It didn't affect me financially, but I can't do things with my kids that I want to do. And there's no reason for me to now go and, you know, to somebody else and say, you know, well, you know, if I was one of those people that didn't have kids and I was going out to the bar and, and partying saying, well, why can't you go out? Well, clearly you don't understand my situation. And if you continuously push on that, that's where you get into the realm of trying to bully me into thinking the way you want to think. It got very silent. Ted, you went like radio silent. I loved it. Wait, you, you you loved it that I went silent? Wow. Wow. All right, you hear that, chat? One of your lips were moving, but nothing was coming out. <laughs> I stopped talking. It was like normal. <laughs> it was silence for a second. Wow. Oh, you guys just experienced real banter between us. <laughs> That's us. That's us right there. But no, but, but, it it's, but it's true, though. I mean... The, you know, there's there's plenty of people out there that are that are just scraping by, and yeah. and they they need that money, they need that extra assistance, and and how dare I or anybody else try to assume that my situation is going to be the same as them? because it's not, unless I'm literally under the same situation, it's not the same situation. Absolutely, I'll tell you. Um... The few times that we go out, we go out to a specific restaurant that we trust and know, and um, two of them actually. And we take very good care of our servers um, because we both used to work in the service industry. Uh, He was back at the house. I was front of the house. Um, But we, you know, tip a little more than we used to. Because we know they're taking a beating. I mean, you, you walk into a restaurant and it's dead. And, and I don't know about anyone who worked, um, if anyone else was a server. And through the, re- the recession we had, I was. It was horrible. It was horrible. I mean, I, I had to have, um, I had to ask for help financially just to pay my rent. 
uh, which is something I had never done in my life. And I had an amazing uh, best friend and, and whatnot. So these times are hard for people. And it's super important to even to remember just what we're saying in general and in groups of conversations. We don't know who's sisters, mothers, brothers, cousins, neighbors, nephew, right? Might have just been impacted, but that might be somebody really special to them. And they might have been negatively impacted by things, right? Uh, so it's always important for all of us just to be mindful and aware of what we say. Because, it, you know, I'm not saying wrap yourself in a bubble and treat everyone like they're made of glass. But um, but at least have understanding be, of like, what other people are going through. And at least have the respect. Just be respectful. Yeah, yeah. Just, just you know, and honestly, the way that I go, unless I really know a person's situation, I tend to go in with the mindset that their situation is not good, especially right mm -hmm. now. Because if I go in mentally prepared that the situation is not good, then I can say, all right, let me tailor it to this. And if I find out that they've been employed this whole time and that they have money saved up and that they're good, then I can adjust it versus having to now go backwards and, mm -hmm. and making them feel as though I'm picking on them or, or I make it sound like I'm better than them. You know, there was a guy that I randomly had a conversation with, and I think you and I talked about this, randomly had a conversation with this guy at, um, at Target back in, what was it, June, something like that. And the guy had talked about how, you know, he wanted to buy a scooter. It was just like one of those little, you know, riding two-wheel scooters. And he, I had asked him about his life, and I, you know, him and I kind of quickly talked for a minute. And he told me that he worked in a, as a bartender. He had been out of work for three months at that point, four months, whatever it is. And uh, really just needed something to get him out of the house. He had no money. He had really nothing going for him at that point. And I'm like, at that point, I'm not going to just sit there and say, yeah, well, I have, you know, uh, I make X amount of dollars and I haven't lost my job. Because now I'm just picking on, and there's, there, yep. I've I've heard people do that, especially right now. I have legitimately heard people do that, knowing that somebody lost their job during this, and saying, "Well, I haven't lost my job, so I don't understand what you're, what you guys are going through. How dare you?" Because now you're you're legitimately getting into that "I'm better than you" type of mentality, which in turn is bully. Yeah, because you're you're saying something with the intent to actually harm somebody and it doesn't have to be physical harm because bullying can be physical harm. But when it comes to a lot of a lot of bullying, even if it's physical harm, it could very quickly turn into emotional without even knowing it. Cyberbullying is emotional, which emotional at that point can then turn into physical. And that's what that that having a conversation like this. I think is one of the things that I want to do to help. You're never going to fix the problem as you know, one podcast is not going to fix the problem, but at least we can spread the message that there is something that there's ways to handle it, what it is that it is such a big problem and what we can do to correct it, at least from this group. And then spreading this kind of a message out of saying, Hey, you don't have to deal with it. You know, here's what it is. Here's what it's not, and here's what you can do to 
help the situation. Because I'm, I'm so tired. And one of the reasons I want to do this is because I'm so sick and tired of seeing the trolls on the internet who legitimately just destroy somebody because they are they feel it's going to make them feel better about themselves. Okay, so causing somebody to feel like absolute shit about themselves makes you feel like a better human. No, you're in fact you're just a worse human. That's all it is. If if that's if that you going into it if that's your intent. Uh-huh. Absolutely. That was my rant. No, no, I like your rant. I was listening very intently. Uh, so whenever I do this, guys, I'm listening very, very closely mm-hmm. to words, word choices. I always have to explain that at work, too, sometimes when someone's talking and I do that, or I take my glasses off. Um, I have certain behaviors that are very um, telling. <laughs> so very focused on what you were saying. Um, yeah. I, t- I tell you, this just kind of, you know, I'm watching um, a chat. I'm trying, I'm catching up, guys. Mm-hmm. I have three screens, and I learned how to use it. But I'm not fast yet. Uh, You'll get there. you get there. This I, is only flow. episode five. You'll get there. I'll get there. I logged on all by myself today. And I was on time. I yeah, beat you. you. Yeah, you, you beat me. That's only because I was putting a kid to bed. Uh, Just saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think um, it's, it's, it's. The, the space we're in, the, I mean, Randy, were you and I talking about just how kids are growing up today, or was that a separate conversation I had with someone? I mean, you I and I have talked about that quite a bit. Yeah. I, I thought it was you and I just the other day, um, and I, I don't know why I can't place it. I think I was putting, oh, it was, because you yelled at me for doing my dishes. Oh, yeah. Um, I was being loud. Yeah. We, you and I were trying we to were talk, ta- and you're, you're like, Cracking your dishes right in front of me, the phone. Yeah, I was being domestic. Yeah, can't stop that. When it when it's when it's gonna happen, it's gotta happen, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. No, um, but no, I mean, just thinking about, and we opened with this too, but just thinking about how not only kids deal with things today, but just how we as people have to deal with things, right? Even going to the store and, you know, dealing with maybe a, a bitter worker who doesn't want to be there and they take it out on you for being there, right? During the stay-at-home stuff and, and from what I understand, things are on the rise. Um, it, it's it's nuts, the space we're in and just how fragile some people truly are because they've really had a bad luck, bad go at things, right? Again, kind of watching chat and seeing some of the, um, conversations taking place. Um, and some people have gone through some, some shit, just say it right. Others haven't. And, and I, I think Horton said it, you know, really just treating it, being there for each other, just being compassionate, sharing loving kindness, right. Um, just being a good human, you know, being a good human. And honestly, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to treat people with kindness. It's really not. It's quite easy. Yeah. And if you want to, if you want to, here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's my message to all the people who want to be bullied. If you just act nicely towards somebody, you might actually make friends with that person and realize how 
what kind of a person they really are. If you might not like everything that they do, you might not like everything that they say, but by intending to hurt them, you could very easily take a life without even knowing it. You might go into something, into somebody's, you know, let's say we're talking streaming. You might go into somebody's stream one time, decide to start harassing them without knowing who they are. And that might be their last day because of that situation. It's not worth it. Right. Right. It could be the last thing that pushes someone over. It might be, you know, just a puzzle piece. But yeah, I think it's, you're right. We, We just never know the amount of stress someone else is dealing with. Yep. Um, I think we need to make stress management a topic, by the way. Yeah. Like, again, <laughs> whatever. You know, I love that topic of stress management. Oh, I know. It's a good one. Stress is a silent killer. It's very important. It really is. And and I know that, that kind of gets into like the grim topic of, oh, it could be somebody's last day. But honestly, it's true. It's sad to think about, but it's it- true. It could, like you said, it could right. be that, it could be that one thing. Like we talked about, I think it was last podcast where, or before that, where um, we were talking about, you know, the bagger at the grocery store. We don't know that bagger's situation. You oh. know, the, they, they could be somebody who was, who had a really good job. And now, especially nowadays, they could have a really good job. Now all of a sudden they ha- they're unemployed because of whatever reason. And now they're a bagger at a grocery store. Yep. You know, it, it happens. And and they Absolutely. could they could be now down on themselves, already beating themselves up. You go in there, you're an asshole to them. And now they say, Well, this isn't worth it. You know, again, it's a grim topic, but it's something that is very, very real. And it's scary to think about when you legitimately think about it, that your actions could very easily push somebody over the edge. Now, you saying something one time isn't the cause of it. There's obviously deep-rooted other situations, but you're not helping the situation if you're the one going in there being the asshole. So just right. just be kind to people. Don't be an asshole. Just, it's not hard. I don't know how we many times I can say that. Your, your quote. Yeah, my, my quote of the day. It's not hard to not be an asshole. Be kind. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, be kind. Don't be an asshole. Randy, when you die, I'm going to say that at your eulogy. That's going to be my quote for you. Well, I'm going to I'm going to outlive you because you've already told me that you've you've already told me that you want to come back and haunt me. So I have to outlive you. I do. do. I'm going to record it and put it in a safe. You're going to. Okay. God. That's kind of scary to think so about. So be like a comeback. <laughs> right. No. Um, so oh, the best part is I would do something like that. <laughs> yeah, you would. You would. <laughs> Just uh, imagine imagine at the funeral or something, all of a sudden it's, you know, well, here's a video that Stacy wanted you to watch. Shit. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> right. You're like in your 80s. I'll record it now. So it'd be like a flashback and really weird. Total yeah. Twilight Zone. Oh my God! All right, back on topic. Uh, so was anyway. there was there anything else? I know we we've basically covered most of the bases that I wanted to hit on. Um, I think the only the only thing that I would 
want to address would be kind of the difference between I guess we can or can't um, the difference between bantering with somebody and legitimately making fun of them and the similarities sure. and differences between the two. Absolutely. Like we, I mean, everyone's experienced it. We banter, right? You and I were, were bantering off each other um, and, and just having a, oh my gosh, I see that word staycation. <laughs> that word just came across the screen in chat. Worst word <laughs> ever. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I'm sitting here and I'm watching everything and all of it, it just caught my eye. Like right here. I was like, what? <laughs> um, that's funny. No. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's bantering. That's playful, right? Um, harassment. Um, you know, harassing somebody. I don't know. Randy, take the lead. I'll follow. I think, I think the bantering with somebody is kind of goes back to our overall conversation. So, chat, you're welcome to uh, to to jump in here as well if you have kind of a difference between the two. But I think bantering goes back to our conversation of two friends being able to pick on each other and have it be like a lighthearted humor. Um, or even if it's a if it's a heavy humor and it's you know kind of digs at each other, you understand who that person is. You understand what they can handle with you, because what I can handle with Stacy is very different than what I can handle with somebody else and, and Stacy with other people. So I think there's, there's a difference between that and then making fun of somebody knowing, knowing where their limit is and pushing that limit. So for instance, I, I mentioned earlier how I hate the term skinny. If you use the word skinny around me, I'm not going to be happy. If you don't know that I don't like the word, and I'll be the one to tell you, I don't like the word skinny. If you continuously use that around me, or you use it another time and not an accidental time, you know, if, if you slip up and you accidentally say it, that's one thing. Fine, I'll correct you again. But if you continuously do it, now you're making fun of me, and that's where you start to get into my mental state. And when you start to get into my mental state, that's not good for me and it's not good for you you know Stacey you and I have talked about um, uh, one of uh, Warrior's trigger words and how you're you're trying to be respectful of that word yes I and slip you, and all yeah. but there's but, but, but that's the thing is there is a it's a part of your normal vocabulary to a certain right because it's the era it's the yeah. era I grew up in right yep. Um, back then that word was like, you know, normal. And it's so funny because I'm now like, I'll say it and then I'll curse after it. I'm like, chip, chip, chip. and then I'm like, ah, oh, Dr. Pepper, there's kids. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, sorry. And I'll just, you know, I'll just stop. Um, yep. but yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it now. And I'll tell you, I, I've done way better, uh, yeah. with it and just kind of eliminating it. Yep. You know, but and, again, and Back in my time, even in school, that's what they call, you know, that that's the word that was used. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 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 And, and that's the thing is you, if, had you not known that, then you could continuously use that word and she could just sit there and just stew all the time of, I hate that word. I hate that word. I hate that word. But you're going to keep using it because you don't know that it's something that's a trigger word for her. You know, it's yeah. like me, it's like me and the word skinny. 
I'm going to be the one to tell you. She's going to be the one to tell you. And if, if it continuously happens and you intentionally use it, then you're now making fun of me or you're, you're going into that realm of making fun of me because of, because of that word, you know, or bullying me or picking on me or whatever term you actually want to use. Absolutely. I'm, oh, I made a typo. I meant it is delicious. How I was trying to listen and type. You. Okay. I'm also focused on the fact that Warrior said when I type, I look super serious. Because I'm focused on the screen because I can't see. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the, the um, I like that it's a black background on white, but I got old eyes, guys. Yeah. Old eyes. I know the feeling. So, so Phantom did mention uh, the bantering is only functional in a sort of interpersonal relationship level. True. Yeah. You have, you have, to, you have to be able to know that person. In order to banter with them. And there's. You can banter with somebody. That you don't know. But it's a lot harder to do. Because you don't know where their triggers are. You don't know where those limits are. And and if you. If you can. You can very quickly understand who somebody is. I mean there's been plenty of people. Who. I can have that um, that conversation with. I mean Tyler and I. The first time that him and I actually. Uh, like legitimately talked. Now, I found out later I knew him in person, which made it a lot easier. But when it, when it came down to our first conversation, I was able to banter with him because him and I just kind of clicked. And now I understand why we clicked, because we actually knew each other. But it was very rarely do you get into that ability to banter with somebody who you don't know. Because there, you... you have to be able to go have that back and forth between the two and have that respect for the other person versus somebody coming over and, and them being okay with using the word skinny, me not being okay with it. Now we're butting heads. You know, that's, that's a problem. Absolutely. Okay. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to hit on? We're almost at time. No? Nope. Okay. Um, I'm so responding. I'm typing. You're responding. Oh, okay. Two hours later, she I finally did. sends the message. I might not have done that one right. What's it mean when you get a message that's red-ish? Um, like it's highlighted in pink or red? I don't Maybe it's just because my name's lit up. Oh, yeah, probably, if they tagged you in it. I sent a whisper to someone. Oh. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I thought I was I don't know how to attach names. I have to type every... I'm still learning, guys. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Oh, you're in... That's right, you're in Yada. Yeah. All right, well, you wanted to take us out with a message, correct? I do. I do. I want to start implementing. So I think I... I don't know if I kind of went into details, but I'll, I'll share with you guys. So I'm expanding my education and I'm doing a two year, um, teaching certification for, uh, for, to become a meditation teacher. And, um, I'm very passionate about the topic of meditation, um, because I think it's very, very helpful. Uh, I think again, stress is a silent killer. My mother died of cardiac arrest. 
um, when she was 43. I have outlived my mother at this point. Uh, and she was a very stressed individual. So self-care and stress management has become, um, it was always very important to me. But now that I've surpassed her age when she died um, by a few years, uh, it's become even more. Because now, as far as I'm concerned, I'm on, I'm on time that I wish, I know she wishes she could have had. Um, so it's become, um, I guess, a, a life's mission to really implement this stuff into my life. Uh, because of what I do for a living, I take on many stories a week uh, and, and I help people manage their life. But those stories impact me and I have to maintain good health, good, you know, mental health, my own self. Um, then, you know, you manage your own life too. Um, so uh, stress management, things like that, all very important. So I'm doing this two-year meditation certification and um, I went on a silent meditation retreat. I was silent for six days it was the most beautiful thing in the world rain agent orange randy i never know what to call you um you can call me randy here okay randy you couldn't call me and it was amazing and, and it was wonderful it must have been amazing for everybody else too oh probably <laughs> no actually i was told i was missed <laughs> uh which was nice and very flattering but it, it was it was i went on a six-day meditation retreat in my basement uh, because of COVID, I couldn't go anywhere. So it was downstairs, and it was one of the most uh, amazing experiences um, to really do this practice of meditation at, I guess, really the ground level, like the roots of it, uh, as as best as it could be. Um, the teachers I had were incredible. Anyway, and I have one at 10.15 tonight, so as soon as we wrap up, I will be doing a class for two hours. Um, so anyhow, I wanted to bring in um, some quotes and just some, I guess, positive motivators, things to make you guys think, things to kind of take you along for the next month, um, stuff like that. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And um, yeah, so I'd like to toss that our way. We good with that for now, Randy? Yep. All right. So, um, yeah, so first things first, I want to give credit to the individual this comes from. His name is Ralph Martson, M-A-R-S-T-O-N, uh, the website, goodday.com. I have followed Ralph's work uh, since 2014. Um, it's one that I, I love anytime I've taught classes to patients or to other clinicians. Um, I always pull up Ralph's work, so I thought uh, it was only right to make this the first one I, I read to you guys. So this one is titled The Power to Achieve. What goal could you set and reach in the next 15 minutes? Set it, do it, and give yourself an enticing taste of your ability to achieve. What bigger goal could you set and reach in the next four hours? Give yourself something meaningful to work on, and you'll get plenty of meaningful work done. The power of achievement is built into you. To tap into that power, give it a good, solid objective. Choose not to waste your achievement power on the fleeting desires of each moment. Seek instead to invest it in lasting results. Decide exactly what you want to do where you want to go, 
and you'll discover how effectively you can get there. Your power to achieve is a miraculous thing that can benefit not only you, but all others in your life. For your own sake, for everyone's sake, make full and eager use of it. As a reminder, if you're interested in joining us live, be sure to check out twitch.tv slash for more information. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of AOCast.